Happy New Year, and welcome back to our ninth season, approaching our fourth year of the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning Podcast. For those returning, welcome back. And for new listeners, I'm Andrea Samadhi, an author and an educator who launched this podcast in June of 2019 for many reasons, but the one that stands out the most today is to amplify the best practices, tools, strategies, and ideas from authors, experts, and leaders who've risen to the top of their field to improve productivity in our schools, our sports environments, and modern workplaces by connecting an understanding of our brain to their proven strategies. This season will be focused on neuroscience, going back to the basics for the next few months as we welcome some phenomenal pioneers in the field of neuroscience, paving a pathway for all of us to navigate our lives with more understanding with our brain in mind. My goal with this next season that will run until the end of June is that going back to the basics will help us to strengthen our understanding of the brain and our mind to our results and provide us with a springboard to propel us forward in 2023 with this solid backbone of science. Going back to the basics is something we do without thought while teaching a lesson in the classroom or with skill building in sports, and it's at the root of our performance improvement plans in the workplace. So before moving forward, I wanted to take some steps back a bit to intentionally strengthen our direction with this podcast. Before moving forward, I do want to thank our listeners who have taken the time to post a review of the podcast on Apple iTunes. This helps us a lot so other listeners can learn about the content and your takeaways. So thank you to Josu Diaz from Panama for letting me know that you enjoyed the episode with Adele Spragan about how habits are formed in the brain And from a review from a faithful listener who let me know you've enjoyed our deep dives of Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich book and Jose Silva's program. Reviews like this make my day and are extremely motivating to me, especially as I'm sitting at my desk working on finalizing an episode. So thank you for sending the motivation back my way. So for today's episode number 268, And our first episode of 2023, before we dive deeper into the basics of neuroscience, I want to begin our year on solid footing, going back to the basics of health by prioritizing our mental health in 2023, building self-awareness and resilience in the new year. My good friend and two-time returning guest assistant superintendent for teaching and learning An author of the book, Significance 72, Greg Wolcott, who was on our seventh episode as well as our 64th, sent me an email this week that got me thinking about how to launch our year. I already had written out back to the basics all over my office, but his email gave me some more direction. He sent me the cover of Dr. Julie Smith's book, Why Has Nobody Told Me This Before?, and I immediately downloaded her book and began to connect the dots for this episode. In the beginning of her book, Dr. Julie Smith says, To me, 
Working on maximizing our mental health is no different to working on our physical health. If you put health on a number scale with zero as neutral, not unwell, but not thriving, a number below zero would indicate a health problem, and any number above zero would indicate good health. In the last few decades, it's become acceptable and even fashionable to work on maximizing your physical health through nutrition and exercise. Only more recently has it become acceptable to openly and visibly work on your mental health. It was the last line she wrote. Only more recently has it become acceptable to openly and visibly work on your mental health that got me. She's 200% right. How many photos have I seen of people working out at the gym at the start of the year compared to those working on their mindset or their mental health? You know what goes on inside shows up loud and clear on the outside. We can exercise our body till our legs shake, but if we ignore our mental health, it will over time be apparent. I think back to the review we did on psychiatrist and brain disorder specialist Dr. Daniel Amen's book, The End of Mental Illness, where something Dr. Amen said stuck out to me over the years, and that's that most of us will have a mental health issue in our lifetime, and that normal is a myth. That 51% of us will have a mental health issue, post-traumatic stress, depression, anxiety, addiction, and eating disorder, showing me it's more normal to have a problem than not. So today we'll focus on our mental health with a few tools, strategies, and ideas that we've uncovered over the past few years to help all of us put our brain health first this year. This is keeping in the theme of going back to the basics. For this week's Brain Fact Friday and launch of our new year, did you know that you're not stuck with the brain you have? You can make it better, from Dr. Daniel Amen, who said that in his online course, Brain Thrive by 25, and he adds, your history is not your destiny. He reminds us to be aware of our genetic vulnerabilities, but that we can change the structure and function of our brain by doing things a certain way. Before I get into this certain way that we can use to change the structure and function of our brain, I wonder, do you know your genetic vulnerabilities? What steps are you taking to move beyond them? Dr. Amen speaks clearly and openly about his, and I've been open about mine on this podcast. I'm fully aware that depression runs in my family, So years ago, I put certain habits like exercise and healthy eating as a priority, and it's not something I even think about anymore. It's become a healthy, daily, non-negotiable habit. When you can focus on brain health first, everything else will fall into place, and family history or genetics can be changed. So here's the tips we've gathered to help all of us put our mental health first in 2023. Tip number one, using exercise to create more brain reserve as we age. Who doesn't want to look younger as the hands of time move forward? We covered this one on episode 128 with our review of Dr. Daniel Amen's The End of Mental Illness book, 
But just as a review, if you look at the graphic he created with the acronym Bright Minds and listen to this past episode, if you want to review all the brain tips that he has for each letter of Bright Minds. But for today, we'll just cover the first letter B that stands for blood flow. If your brain doesn't get enough blood flow, its function will be compromised. So Dr. Amen believes the number one strategy to support your brain and mental health is to protect, nurture, and optimize your heart and blood vessels. And exercise pumps blood to the brain. I know we hear it everywhere, but daily exercise is often written as a prescription for someone suffering with mental health issues, and this explains why. Did you know that blood vessels age, not your brain cells? Keep blood vessels healthy so blood flows to your brain. And a brain tip for this strategy, you can keep your blood vessels healthy with moderate exercise five days a week and add weight training three times a week. And I know we've heard of how important exercise is for our health. It's one of the top five health staples that we've covered on this podcast and one area that we dove deep into recently on episode 252. But have you thought about it from this point of view? Keeping our heart healthy keeps our blood vessels healthy and helps blood flow to our brain. So when you follow Dr. Daniel Amen's work, you'll quickly learn how important blood flow is to the brain. When looking at a brain scan from his clinics, you'll notice there are places with holes, and the hole that you see represents a 45% drop in blood flow to that area. So it's important to understand ways to increase blood flow to your brain, like with exercise, as well as what lowers blood flow in your brain, which he says is more than two cups of caffeine a day, smoking, lack of sleep, or excessive alcohol use. Tip number two, find your balance point by measuring your workouts. This next point I have to add after tip one, as each of us will have different needs when it comes to how much exercise we'll need to do each week. We've covered this topic on the top five health staples with tips of where to begin with an exercise plan in addition to the other health staples, but after measuring my workouts using the WHOOP device the past two years, I think it's important to note that while daily exercise is important to keep our blood vessels and brain healthy, that finding our own individual balance point will help us physically as well as mentally. At the end of this year, I received a report from WHOOP that showed me loud and clear that while I was at the top 2% for strain levels of the entire WHOOP community consisting of many professional level athletes, that they recommend I find a better balance between my recovery and strain. In 2023, I don't need to push so hard that will be good for short-term fitness gains, but will not help me with long-term performance. Understanding this information was eye-opening as I use exercise to solve all my problems, mental health and physical health, but it comes at a risk of overdoing it, which won't help me in the long run. And the pun was intended here. So did you know that when your recovery is high, your body is primed to take on more strain and you can get a green light to work out. But when your recovery is low, you may be at risk of overtraining during intense workouts and your body could use some rest. 
One quick glance at my yearly recovery rates, you can see that I mostly had yellow recoveries. There were actually 192 days where my body wasn't fully recovered and 122 days where it was recovered or in the green level. These numbers can show me what to change or improve in 2023 so I can have more days when my body is recovered, strong, and ready to take on more strain, mental strain as well as physical. And then on yellow or non-recovered days, I can focus on less intense workouts to give me more capacity in my day. This is going to require a change in behavior on my end, but without this data, I'd be at risk of long-term injury that you better believe would impact my mental health. So a brain tip for this strategy, I'm sure we've all heard, if you don't make time for your wellness, you'll be forced to make time for your illness. But also, too much time focused on wellness isn't the answer either. Find your own balance. When you can find a way to measure how well your body is recovering on a day-to-day basis, and like you can see, I use the WHOOP device. You can learn more about this device on episode 134 with our interview with Kristen Holmes, the VP of Performance Science at WHOOP. But there are other tools out there that also measure sleep in addition to other vital information. So you can see a quick snapshot of your overall physical health to show you where you are on a daily and monthly basis against your baseline. You can see my report in the show notes, measuring respiratory rate, that's the amount of breaths I take per minute while at rest, which increases with illness or when I travel to places with higher altitudes, showing me more rest is needed when this number elevates. Then there's resting heart rate, the number of times my heart beats while at rest per minute, and this is an indicator of cardiovascular health that also alerts me when more rest is needed, and the report shows me that my average night of sleep still falls below the recommended seven hours of sleep, something I'm still working on improving that you'll see with our next tip. Tip number three, be open to tools that are helping others. When I first interviewed Kelly Roman, the CEO of Fisher-Wallace, on their brain stimulator device for anxiety, depression, and sleep management, I had no idea that my review of this device would have such a strong reach. Episode number 120 of my personal review of the Fisher-Wallace wearable medical device has over 6,000 downloads, and I think there was such an interest in this one since we know that there's been a global increase in depression and anxiety with tens of millions of additional cases reported globally since the pandemic. And from the emails I've received since this review, it's clear that people are still searching for answers. Looking back, I remember thinking, I'll use this device long enough to gather some data for the review, and I didn't plan on using it past the four weeks I was measuring my sleep. I remember being shocked at how this device made such an impact on my WASO score or my wake after sleep onset that I still keep an eye on today, as well as I noticed it unexpectedly improved my mood and anxiousness throughout the day. You can see this review one year later from July of 2022, and that was episode 231, posted on their website under their review section, and probably why I received so many emails about this device. To update you even further, I still use the Fisher-Wallace device every morning for two 20-minute sessions while meditating, 
and I do put it on the highest level to maximize the benefits. I also still read every email the company sends out on their mailing list, and just before Christmas, I notice that they have a new product coming out. I've already reached out to Kelly Roman to see if we could have him back on the podcast. But about his email release of this new product, he reveals its name, saying Oak, the new wearable device, is the culmination of his 13 years in the mental health industry. Everything he learned and dreamed was possible to deliver to patients. He says, I consider it the apex wearable device for harnessing the potential of our human brain. Kelly Roman. I look forward to sharing what's new with their next generation device. And I do want to say that while I was gifted the device to try, if I didn't like it, I could have just sent it back. But I have not been paid in any way to endorse this company or product. In fact, I've never been paid to endorse any product on our podcast to date. I just happened to be a user who noticed an incredible difference and used the podcasting platform to share my results. So be sure to listen to these past episodes if you've missed them. To sum this tip up, did you know that the Fisher-Wallace Stimulator is the most researched wearable brain stimulation device on the market? They've conducted research on biomarkers, including increased serotonin, lowered cortisol, depression, anxiety, insomnia, patient safety, including pediatric, Parkinson's disease, and the treatment of substance use disorder patients. And a brain tip for this strategy, using this device has a similar effect as meditation, calming the brain in two 20-minute sessions. While everyday life stressors seem to be easier to combat with daily meditation, I'm not planning on giving up this tool that can help me to stay calm during stressful times. While this device has helped me with my WASO score, wakefulness after sleep onset, if you look at how long I'm sleeping, I'm still averaging a bit over six hours of sleep that I can improve if I just stay in bed longer. Like anyone else, I've definitely got some areas of mental and physical health pinpointed to improve in 2023. Tip number four, do you know your HRV, your heart rate variability? It's the most important biomarker for tracking health and recovery on a regular basis. We covered an introduction to the importance of understanding HRV back in April 2021 on episode 125 on the episode named What is HRV and Why is it Important for Tracking Health, Recovery, and Resilience? And I learned that a higher HRV score means we have more capacity to perform versus a lower score. It's just another way of looking at how recovered we are. Then we interviewed Rohan Dixit, the founder of Leaf Therapeutics, on episode 228 with the wearable device that measures HRV in real time. And I tried his device and was able to pinpoint the parts of my day where my body was under high stress to be able to learn and implement breathing strategies to overcome the stress in real time and then watch my HRV increase on the dashboard of the device. What stuck out to me that I didn't know before using Rohan's HRV tracker is that I began to see where I was stressed or anxious that I was unaware of before. For instance, the tracker started buzzing like crazy just before I went to sleep at night when I thought I was relaxed and ready for sleep, but the tracker connected to my heart rate 
noticed the stress, and helped me to train myself to relax at night by taking deep breaths before sleep. The same thing happened while driving my kids to gymnastics at night. We're in the middle of a busy day and it's sometimes not easy to check in and think, oh, I should probably breathe about now. But the device picked up where I needed to do this, helping me immensely to change my habits and improve my HRV score during times of stress. So to sum up this tip, did you know that HRV is a magical biomarker of your mental state? Rohan Dixit said that. And a brain tip for this strategy To incorporate this magical biomarker into our daily life, once we know what it is, by measuring it in some way, we can then use this number to guide us with our workouts. If the next day after a hard workout, your HRV is still low, use it as a sign to go easier the next day. If your HRV is low and you haven't been active, this indicates your body is working hard for some other reason. Maybe you're fatigued dehydrated, stressed, or sick and need recovery. Use this number as a guide to help you to gain more capacity to do the things you need to do throughout your day. To review and conclude this week's Brain Fact Friday, did you know that you're not stuck with the brain you have? You can make it better. From Dr. Daniel Amen, and we covered four tips for doing things a certain way in 2023 that can help tip our needle towards mental and physical health in the new year. We also don't need to do a lot of things all at once, but knowing where to begin is a good first step for improved overall health this year. We covered tip number one, using exercise to create more brain reserve as we age, showing us that keeping our heart healthy keeps our blood vessels healthy and helps blood flow to our brain. Tip two, We looked at finding your balance point by measuring your workouts, because if we don't make time for our wellness, we'll be forced to make time for our illness. And I shared how I'm using the WHOOP device to find more balance between my strain with my workouts and rest. Tip three, be open to tools that are helping others. We covered the Fisher-Wallace Brain Stimulator device for anxiety, depression, and sleep management that's helped me with much more than just my wake-after-sleep-onset score. The device paired with my Whoop has shown me that one extra hour of sleep each night in 2023 could help me to find the balance that my body needs this year. Tip number four is the importance of knowing your HRV with the LEAF wearable device that tracks HRV in real time, helping us to train our body to breathe when we need it the most. I hope these four tips have helped you to think about where your mental and physical health could be improved this year with some steps for getting started. I wanted to share what I'm currently working on so that you can see we all have areas of improvement, but without knowing what to improve, Most of us will do the same thing we did last year without any change. And with that, I'll close out this episode and wish everyone a healthy start to the new year. And I'll see you next week. 
you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com. 